Welcome to the Marvelous Post Blip Podcast, a podcast on all things Marvel on the Fangirl Zone. I'm Steve. <laughs> oh, you caught me for a loop there, Steve. I thought there was more to Steve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is Mischievous Dave. And today we're talking about episode three of Loki titled Lamentus, written by Bisha K, Ali, and directed by Kate Heron. Well, what did you think about this episode, Dave? That was good. Good. Some kick-ass fighting scenes, literally kicking. Yeah. It's hard to tell the difference between a, a stunt person and and the actor, they do it so well. Very Pretty true. sure it's a stunt person. I don't yeah. know for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think when they went out the window of the train, that yeah. was probably a stunt person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks for breaking the glass ahead of it for me. Right. <laughs> I liked all the little nods to previous science fiction properties like Aliens and Blade Runner and even Snowpiercer. Right. Absolutely. And yeah. even a little bit of a nod to Star Wars. Yeah. With Loki's. Speech about not having a vision. <laughs> Palpatine Jr. much? <laughs> yeah. What'd you get out of it? I liked it too. It was different for Loki. That's for sure. Because normally he doesn't want to even take the time to get to know somebody. And it seemed like he actually attempted that a little bit with our other variant, whoever <laughs> she is. <laughs> and we had that one huge bomb drop there towards the end that we all kind of thought something was going on with the TVA and we do find out exactly what that is so that should prove to be very interesting going forward if Loki can somehow convince all of them that this is actually true yeah it's hard to believe Loki could be uh, fooled like that he just went all in and got, of course it's true yeah he didn't think it at first <laughs> but then he convinced himself it seems yep I guess it just made too much sense to yeah. him that, yeah, these people just weren't created out of nothing. They had to had some kind of beginning. And especially with Mobius's love of jet skis, it just made too much sense. Right. All right. Well, let's get into this one. Okay. Quick recap. Loki finds out the variant's plan. He had his own that will forever alter both their destinies. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you do we not trust a space lizard. Yes, absolutely. Now, we open with Hunter C-20 and the variant at an upscale restaurant. And that was quite jarring. I was not expecting to see this scene. Yeah, I know. I'm like, where are we? Yeah, <laughs> when are we? Yeah. <laughs> Just a pair of girlfriends out on the town, slurping margaritas and getting sloppy. <laughs> the variant broaches the subject of brain freezes and how they occur, your snapses are essentially frozen. Yeah. I don't know if that has anything to do with the TVA. They, you know, that's some sort of metaphor of what they've done to all the people they've recruited. That's very possible. So she grills C20 regarding the timekeepers. How does one gain access to them? And we cut back to the rocks cart where we see that the variant is digging into C20's subconscious. The restaurant scene is really an illusion. But the only thing she actually gets out of C-20 is the golden doors. Yeah, the elevators. And of course, the timekeepers yeah. would have a golden door elevator. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> I think we'll get to see them. I would think so. You would think so, too, but... Unless they're just like the Wizard of Oz, something different behind the curtain. Right. And that's where I think Renslayer is going to play an important role here. Hmm. She might actually be Kang. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> okay. Well, we cut to the variant arriving at TVA HQ, and she easily dispatches of some of the Minuteman. Again, a lot of flying kicks. Pretty awesome. Yes. 
Loki is close behind having followed this supposed version of himself through the portal. Viewers have been waiting a long time to see Loki wield his famous daggers at Disney+. Plus. No, I have. Yeah. <laughs> his attempt at the blade summoning in the TVA's courtroom was kind of an embarrassing failure. It was just a full body failure. Yeah. And B-15 Coley snatches the blades away ahead of last week's mission. Hell, what should you say? Hell no? Yeah. <laughs> Stuff like that. Not Upon returning no. <laughs> to, Yeah. <laughs> Upon returning to the TVA through Sylvie's time door, however, Loki finally grabs his trademark weapons from their locker and engages Lady Loki in battle. I was worried about that one. Like, who's going to win this one? Are they going to cut each other? Right. In a lovely little uh, MCU Easter egg, Loki does a neat double dagger flip, a tricky demonstrating glorious slow motion during Thor Ragnarok's Battle of Asgard. That's <laughs> always cool. A little later, after landing on Lamentus 1, Loki successfully adopts a dagger pose he failed so spectacularly at in the premiere. The two face off blade to blade, only to get stopped by Ravona Renslayer and some more Minutemen. Zopli, a Minuteman around. What does that remind you? Stormtroopers. Yes. <laughs> and they're just as effective, too. <laughs> However, the variant and Loki vanish before Renslayer's eyes. They land in an undisclosed location. Unfortunately, the temp pad that can zap them out of this timeline needs to be recharged. Loki pockets it for now. I was really confused. Like, what What happened? Where'd they go? Right, exactly. He doesn't know enough. He just presses any old button. Let's go here. Yeah. <laughs> well, Oops. he'd never dealt with one before, so he'd just go. <laughs> I don't yeah. care where, just go. <laughs> but yeah, I thought their fight was actually very well done. Oh, yeah. I know. That stuff is always very impressive. I mean, there's plenty. been plenty of martial arts like it reminds me of the raid. Ever see the raid? I think it's a Philippines movie or yeah, Thailand. Tons of kung fu like fighting, and not ever since then. I think Bruce Lee spruced up all of his movies. Oh yeah, with karate. So yeah, we're used to seeing westerns and people just punching each other. You know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Far <laughs> fight using chairs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is a lot more exciting. Absolutely. So the variant determines they're on Lamentus One in 2077 amid what looks like an all-out war. But this moon will be destroyed by a colliding planet. That's not good news. Nope. That I call an apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> They'll die as well if they can't find a place with substantial power to recharge the temp pad. Two dodge falling debris as they begrudgingly work together to seek shelter from the storm. Later on, Sylvie tries to enchant Loki into doing her bidding. Would have worked on me. Yeah. <laughs> but Loki reminds her that his mind is too impermeable for that. Well. <laughs> Still could be working, you Loki. Absolutely. Now, we also learn that the variant doesn't go by Loki. Her name is Sylvia. Okay. Which we also know is the alias for the Enchantress. Yeah. Oh, and her plan was going quite swimmingly until Loki showed up at Rock's cart with the TVA and that she mm. had been planning it for years. I'd like to know more about this. <laughs> yeah, and why? Yeah. Why? Unless her aim is to expose that it's all a fraud. Yeah, I kind of think that's probably the end game here. What, so, what's that to her, though? We still have to right? that. Yeah, there's got to be a connection somewhere to her. Yeah. Don't have a clue what it is yet. As they walk to town in hopes of getting some power their way home, the variant reveals she has taken on a new alias, Sylvie. It's a gesture to hammer home the message that she keeps telling Loki, I'm not you. <laughs> they walk up to a building and Sylvia tells Loki that it has the right power adapter, but Loki isn't giving up the temp pad. 
Yeah, that would have been a little too easy. Yes. Oh, yeah, sure. Here you sure. go. Bye. <laughs> You'd think it'd have to go through some type of charging, I don't know, procedure or something. It just, I don't know, insta-charge or something like that done yeah, by. Yeah, plug it in and it's <laughs> instantly charged. Yeah, I don't think yeah. so either. <laughs> Not for opening it's, time portals. You have to see something do a countdown or a, they always do that no matter what the movie. Exactly. Yeah, or a count up in this case, yeah. <laughs> So the duo forges a tenuous truce as they attempt to get off this rock that's uh, destined for inevitable death and destruction. Can't have one without the other. Nope. They encounter a lone woman nestled inside her desolate home. She notices right away they're not from around here, these, par- these parts. They're devils. But Loki, once again, his full arsenal of magic tricks, he pulls another favorite from the hat, shapeshifting. Yes. <laughs> the god of mischief transforms into the widow's dead husband in a foolhardy attempt to gain her trust. This is exactly the same power Loki used to transform into Steve Rogers during Thor The Dark World and to assume the throne of Asgard before Thor Ragnarok. I was interested how that was going to come out and how they, they would reveal that it was Loki. I'm like, uh-oh. When I first had it, I'm like, uh-oh, he's in charge? Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> and I love the way they bannered back and forth on this because Sylvie just says, I'm kicking the door in. And Loki's like, no, no, no. We should try something different. Yeah. Something with style. <laughs> yeah. And they both failed oh. miserably. Yeah. Boom. But all, that's very Western, too. That's head on yes. Western fields. So, like, someone catching a shotgun blast, too, out of, like, a bar room or something yes, through the doors. Exactly. <laughs> well, all's not lost. They learned from her that there's an arc, uh, and there'll be a train transporting civilians off Lamentus One. Snowpiercer. Surely a train will harbor enough power to successfully recharge a drive. So why didn't they try that? Right. There must have been something they can plug their iPad into. Yes. <laughs> Got a charger on this train? Sure, behind the bar. Yep. So Sylvie and Loki find the train station is currently loading passengers. It's, uh, it's like a Titanic situation that the rich are getting priority seating. Yep. Loki morphs into a guard and weasels his way onto the train with Sylvie as his prisoner with some last-minute mind manipulation from Sylvie. Great plan. Great plan. Yes. <laughs> Helps to have powers. <laughs> Yeah, Sylvie saved his butt on that one. I know. I like how he lowered his voice when he's a guard. Yeah. That's like sometimes. <laughs> I do. Now, once our dynamic duo is on the train, Loki immediately starts with the drinking. <laughs> Why not? Trains are for drinking. I guess so. Like yeah. airplanes. <laughs> yes. We discover that Sylvie doesn't remember her mother, and Loki discloses his fond memories of Frigga, his mother, who taught him magic. And next, the pair dive into their love lives. Well, getting a little personal here, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, I know. Only one of them's drinking. Right. And this is the first time that Loki's sexuality is addressed in any Marvel property. Must have been would-be princesses or perhaps another prince, Sylvie remarks. A bit of both. I suspect the same for you, Loki replies. And she also claims she's carrying on a relationship with the postman to keep her going. Huh. But yeah, though it's clear to both of them that there's no love for these mischievous scamps. Now, though she might have literally been sleeping with a worker from one of Earth's numerous postal services, the term could apply to several characters from the Marvel Universe. Postman could be the leader of the Morlocks, an underground group of mutants who appeared in 2002, which would mean Sylvie's lover potentially hails from the same universe as the X-Men. 
Interesting. Yeah, possibility. Alternatively, Sylvia's postman could be Willie Lumpkin, who delivered <laughs> mail to the Fantastic Four and dated Peter Parker's Aunt May. Now, I'm sure that's it. Yeah, now there's <laughs> an ex-girlfriend Sylvia wouldn't want to upset. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping to see a, a flashback to Kevin Costner. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so poor old Sylvia is losing steam, so she decides to take a nap. When she wakes up, Loki is drunkenly cavorting with the other passengers and belting out a song, which is fun. When his wonderful performance comes to an end, Loki slams his glass in the bar and yells, Another! <laughs> Here the tipsy god of mischief is unknowingly copying his brother, who did exactly the same thing in 2011. Landing on Earth in his debut solo movie, Chris Hemsworth Thor remains ignorant of the local custom and after enjoying his first cup of coffee, throws a, a mug on the diner floor before shouting, I care to look on everyone's face. What yeah. are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting that a few adult beverages inside him, the usually calm and collected Loki, slips into the same Norse habits as his brother. Yeah, they do have a taste for booze, don't they? Yes, they do. <laughs> However, Sylvie is irritated. Not only is Loki back in his TVA clothing, but folks are starting to get suspicious of him. Yeah, that was a... He let his guard down there for sure. Yes, he did. In fact, a woman's presumably dead husband is actually among the crowd. He catches Sylvie's eye. Oh. I'm like, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, I guess that marriage didn't work out too well. He leaves her alone in the desert. Wow. I guess so. Now, could they have had a big fight over trying to get off the planet and... The woman said, no, I'm staying here. Yeah, maybe. the better end? Maybe. I don't know. I, I got a feeling he left her long ago. Yeah, likely. <laughs> and came upon some money and decided, or whatever mining riches were there, he didn't decide to share with her. Right. That very uh. well could be. <laughs> so suddenly the guards suspend upon our pair and there's some scuffling, more great fights. Locally is promptly thrown out the window, just like a cat. Always lands on its feet, though we don't re recommend testing it. A Loki always lands face down with a disgruntled oppression. Well, not always. <laughs> More times than <laughs> he, not. <laughs> yeah. He, what was it, that Gobi Desert? He landed on his back. Yeah, true. <laughs> Hiddleston first adopted the position after being sent on a 30-minute tour of the multiverse by Doctor Strange in Thor Ragnarok and found himself adopting the same pose following the Roxcart mall fight. There's also, he gets slammed around by the Hulk. So that it was like even face planting, either on the back of his head or his face. Right. <laughs> which was one of the funniest scenes in the movie. This week, we get exactly the same shot when he lands. Sylvie remembers that he has a temp pad in his pocket, so she follows him out of said window. There goes the ride and the power source. Yes. Because <laughs> next, Loki pulls out the temp pad to find it utterly destroyed from his fall. And Sylvie is irate. I like how he just tries to, so we'll fix it, and it just crumbles in his hands. Yes. <laughs> Oops. You'd think TVA technology would be a little more sturdier than that. Yeah, maybe you have to go to the Apple store and buy something. Yes. <laughs> solid. <laughs> Take care of it. The bell clip. Yeah. <laughs> Otterbox. <laughs> yep. But as she storms off, our god of mischief suggests that they return to the, the Ark. This time, they'll try to save it. According to Sylvie, the Ark never makes it off Lamentus 1, but perhaps they could change that. Hey, it's mm. better than sitting around waiting to die. It only makes sense. As Loki said, they weren't on it, so right things could change. Yep. First, he doesn't know what an Ark is. They look at each other, and the lady has to say, spaceship leaving the planet? Yes. Oh, right. <laughs> so the truth comes out. Meanwhile, Sylvie finally discloses that how she enchants people. Some minds are quite easy to hack, while others put up a valiant fight. She notes that C-20 was among the uh, latter there, 
which is interesting, which makes you wonder what she was like before she became, if she was a variant, what kind of power she had. I don't know. Right. If any. Yeah, very possible. She didn't have any, but that yeah. would mean that the timekeepers are basically just going around picking people out. I mean, how could she be yeah. a variant? Maybe she yeah. made a left when she should have made a right, and they just picked her yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, maybe they're recruiting him without their knowledge, just grabbing people to fill needs. Right. So anyway, in fact, she had to create a memory from hundreds of years ago, wherein C-20 was living uh, her life on Earth. That gives Loki pause. He thought the TVA workers were created by the timekeepers. A big lie. Yes. Sylvie reveals that the workers, Mobius included, are simply time variants like them. Humans plucked from their lie and forced to work for the time variants authority. This would explain Mobius' obsession with jet skis. Maybe he used to ride them in his previous life. Or maybe his previous life, he was Owen Wilson. <laughs> with a jet ski. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they can't leave that a mystery. We'll have to find out. Yes. The two arrive at another town as chaos is set in. The Ark is closed off admission, leaving dozens of people to die as more meteors begin to fall. And we get an impressive tracking shot. Takes them through the brouhaha, fighting off security guards and debris along the way. But just as they reach the gate, it's too late as a meteor hits the arc, destroying what seems like their last hope. With a useless TVA device and their only means of escape destroyed, how will they avoid death? I do not know. Mobius to the rescue, maybe? Yeah, that's the only thing I can or think of. Or another variant. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Go back in time and show up again. Yeah. You know, you could do that endlessly if they wanted to until they got it right. Yeah. Got a feeling they won't do that. No, I don't think so. So who the hell is Sylvie? That's Answer a, that question, Steve. Yeah, that's a damn good one because we still uh, don't know. <laughs> well, the world has been calling Sophia DiMartino's MCU character Lady Loki, and there's definitely a degree of similarity between them. Although her, her headgear remains unchanged from last week's episode, the missing horn becomes much more obvious now that Lady Loki isn't covered by shadow. Yeah, the first time I saw that, I actually did a screen grab and then manipulated so it was light enough and I could see there was a broken one. Right. Which made me think she might have used it to stab somebody or something like yeah. that. <laughs> this show hasn't explained why the crown left tusk is broken, but the uh, design surely derives from the Marvel comic where both Lady Loki and her more common counterparts also don a crown with the left horn snapped off. The details symbolize... Loki veering from destiny in the comic books. Perhaps it represents a similar breakaway from Sylvie. Maybe. Naturally, Loki's drunken addicts attract unwanted attention from law enforcement, and a brawl ensues between variant duo and lamentous train guards. During the scrap, Sylvie removes her spike crown and rams it brutally into a nearby guard's head, thereby proving she and Tom Hiddleston's character share more in common than they care to admit, since Loki himself uses exactly the same trick during Thor Ragnarok's Rainbow Bridge scuffle. Lady Loki wields an impressive sword throughout Lamentis, dispatching Minutemen and local grunts with ease. I thought I detected at one point like a stabbing sound. Yeah. <laughs> like like <laughs> hack, and I'm like, ooh. <laughs> a close-up reveals that the blade is adorned with a kind of rune seen previously on Asgard, potentially revealing that Sylvie and Loki's backstories are closer than they seem. Yeah, I wonder why she said there might have been a lot of princesses. Not that she was a princess, although she might have been. Right. Just not on Asgard. Very true. Mm. Very true. Like the true Loki, Sylvie was adopted. Unlike Loki, she was informed of her heritage at a rather young age, rather than living in ignorance. <laughs> like a Loki's reaction, they told you? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know. Sylvie never specified that she was adopted from Frost Giants. However, 
She also wasn't raised by Asgardian royalty, highlighting the disparity between their backstories. I wonder if there's just like a family rift type of thing, like in Romeo and Juliet. Oh, very well. Could be. Yeah. The runes on Lady Loki's swords at least confirm some connection to Asgard. But since her debut, many fans have suspected Lady Loki is actually Sylvia the Enchantress, based on her name appearing both in the TVA file and during the Spanish credits. Was that last week? Yep. Or the week before? Okay. Episode 3 confirms these suspicions, albeit not explicitly. Martino's character tells Loki that she goes by the name of Sylvie, and subsequent references are made to enchanting. Like, hint, hint? Yeah. <laughs> All sides are pointing to Sylvie Lushton from the Marvel Comics, otherwise known as the Enchantress. Another apparent source of inspiration for Loki's new mystery variant. Hope we find out. We yeah. Find out. I mean, We're halfway through the season. <laughs> I know. <laughs> There's a lot of things that point that, yeah, at least she spent some time on Asgard. Yeah. And she she's always saying, don't sit- call me a Loki. So she's obviously aware of what a Loki is. Right. Very true. Yeah. They're going to, I don't know if they've ever heard Loki had ever met in the past. He hasn't changed. So he would remember her unless, I don't know, some type of dimensional or she's from the future and maybe she didn't like the way things are going that's why she's sabotaging the time variants don't know right or maybe the time variants are what created her story yeah yeah maybe she's just trying to get things back to normal right to where she actually is the one that lives loki's life instead of him wow that would be a interesting twist yeah (laughs) i i got a feeling loki's gonna be a little embarrassed yeah (laughs) somehow it's coming yep no doubt about that. Well, anything else on this episode, Dave? Oh, boy, I don't think so. We discussed the fighting, and that's really great. Yep. I don't know. Yeah, I think we pretty much aired most of the questions of what we're looking forward to and the things we want to see. Yep. I just I just hope it's not all rammed together. So yeah. far, they've kept a good pace, but three episodes down, three to go. Yep. I kind of have the feeling that we'll be back in the TVA next episode, and... Loki and Sylvie will start working on Mobius, or maybe they'll go to another place where they can start working on Mobius, not necessarily back to the TVA, maybe to another apocalypse that's about to happen where they can talk it all out. (laughs) Yeah. But knowing Loki's luck, it'll be Renslayer that shows up. (laughs) Yeah. That reminds me, some of the, in the fighting, she has her baton that evaporates people. Yes. A few of the guards got that too. Someone was, be sent flying and catch the, uh, the wrong end of one of those batons. And he's some guy even went, ah. Yeah. <laughs> As wow. he faded into nothing. <laughs> I know. Yeah, those are some mean sticks there. Yeah. Did they shoot blasts? Have we seen them shoot a blast? I don't think so. They really should. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you want somebody to get that close to you? Exactly. <laughs> but, of course, they're what? Maybe a foot long, two feet long. So Yeah. And all you got to do is touch them, and they're gone. Had a little bit of the lightsaber action to it. Yes, they did. Or phaser on kill, one of the two. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts on each and every episode this season. Go to www.fangirlzone.com and click the contact link where you will find several ways to contact us via email or through social media. Good old social media. Please review and rate us on iTunes and any other platform you use for our your podcast with good ratings and reviews that helps other fans of the show find us as there are plenty of other Marvel podcasts out there. Tell your friends and I hope you're enjoying our podcast and don't forget to check out the other great Fangirl Zone podcasts. 
Yeah, like I previously said, if you want to get a hold of us, go to www.fangirlzone.com and check out the contact link. So for this episode of the Marvelous Post-Blip Podcast, this is Steve. What part of imminent death confuses you? (laughs) I know. And this is Mischief Dave. And yes, I have a poem. Of course I have a poem. For this episode of Loki, I think there's something in the air. Not something cool, broken, or tragic, but something with spark, fireworks, and magic. So tune in next week to see if something's there, because I think our boy is enchanted with the girl and her golden hair. There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the fangirl zone.